You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Chen. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Heaven is truly a wonderful place. I don't think we think about it often enough. I know that because so much of the Bible is written to remind us not to be so caught up with the temporal. Not to focus so much on things that are fleeting and shallow, but to focus on what is truly going to matter in eternity. Whenever the Lord repeats himself, it's for sake of emphasis, but also it's because I think he remembers how hard-headed and how hard-hearted we are. But I just wanted to preach about heaven tonight. And whenever I think about heaven and I think of the beauty that must be there, I can't help but thinking the most amazing thing is that God is going to be there. Jesus is going to be there. That's what makes heaven, heaven. The only thing that makes heaven, heaven, is because God is there. If, if we couldn't be with God, then what would be, what would be heavenly about heaven? Eternity without God has a name. It's called hell. Eternity with God is heaven. When we get to heaven, God will be there. We will walk and talk with Jesus. If he is your savior. This life is a choice between two eternities. And you can have your sin and spend eternity in hell. Or... You can have the Lord and spend eternity with him. That is a choice. But have you ever spent time thinking of how you will be able to hold hands, walk and talk with Jesus? What are you going to talk about? What questions would you ask him? Will we ask questions? Will we just walk with him? We're going to have a relationship with God in verse 3 of chapter 21. He says, I will be their God and you will be my people. We take that so flippantly, but that's what the entire Bible is about. The entire Bible is focused on the family, starting from the man that God says, I am calling you out to separate you. Even though I made all of heaven and earth, I am choosing you and your family to be a people that I will call by my name. You will be my people, and I will be your God. We're going to have that relationship with him. We should have that relationship down here today. We should walk with the Lord as much as we can. But there we're going to understand truly what it means to have a relationship with him. But then he takes it further. He says, I'm not just going to be your God, and you're going to be my people. You're going to be family to me. He says in verse 7, you're going to be my son, and I'll be your God. You here are my church family. And you can't describe it, but sometimes you're closer to your church family than you are your actual family. You are my people. But there's something about family, blood family. I will love you more than I think you will ever know. But there's a special love that you have for those who are your blood family. And the Lord says, not only are you my people, you you are my family. 
that's how I see you, that's how we should see him. What else is in heaven? There's, there is beauty in heaven that cannot be described. Think about it. Two days ago, I was, I was here early to go and pick up the kids for the academy, and the sunrise was incredible. And there was kind of a, a bank of clouds there so that you could see the full circle of the sun. And I, I stopped dead in my tracks just to look at it. The clouds were purple, and the sun was just bright orange. Some of you have talked to me about areas that you've been on the earth. If, if there are places in this sin-cursed earth that cause you to stop, and it takes your breath away, what is the new earth and new heaven going to look like? If the heavens declare the glory of God now, what is the new heaven going to do? Talk about the new Jerusalem, that city that's built of pure gold, so pure it's, it's like crystal, like glass that you can see straight through it. Not all the jewels that we tried to pronounce going through uh, Revelation chapter 21. I heard you, and the, thir- the third was a, and the fourth was a, and the fifth was a diamond, and I don't know if that's one, but Okay, so let's think about, uh, I always talk to the teenagers when I was their youth pastor and encouraging them to uh, just focus on the Lord, but one day they were going to go to college and they were going to meet somebody and they were going to come back and the girls were going to have the smile on their face. And they were going to hold out the gold and the diamond, right? The things that are so precious to us here are building materials there. <laughs> All that is most precious here today is just, okay, I'll use that to build that building. I'll use that to make that street. I'll use that to make that gate over there. Ladies, some of you have strings of pearls, and you rub them against your teeth to make sure they're real, right? That's what the gates are made of there. We make gates out of just whatever we can here, you know, aluminum, something that can be easily thrown away, not in heaven. There's a pure river there. Brother Loveday's probably fishing in it. There's a tree of life, 12 manner of fruits. McKenna knew more about the tree of life than I did yesterday. She knew there was the 12 manner of fruits, and they bear each month. Think of this. There, there's The saints of all ages are going to be there. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Obviously, we're going to want to talk to Jesus first. And I don't know exactly how heaven's going to work and what we're going to be able to do, but it's going to be a lot better than we could ever imagine. But who would you talk to? Who do you want to talk to? Who? Naaman, the, the man who was healed of his leprosy? Timothy. That's good. Everybody's there. Moses is there. Daniel's there. Ezekiel's there. I have a lot of questions for Ezekiel. Isaiah, Job. I think his friends will be there too. I have a lot of questions for them with the study I'm doing through Job. But I'll be honest, I'm more like Job's friends than I'm like Job. Our loved ones are going to be there. Brother Loveday is going to be there. Brother Young's going to be there. Brother Cooper, Brother West, Miss Woodman. My older brother, I'm pretty sure it's an older brother. I don't know. He, he died before he was born. I think it's an older brother. If it's a sister, that, that'll be something special. 
fathers and mothers, sisters and brothers, aunts and uncles, cousin by the dozens, a, a, a few mother-in-laws will be there. My mother-in-law will be there. Hi, Mom. We often say when someone passes away, they're in a better place, but it's so, it's so much more than that. They're in a perfect place. And here's what my message is. Certainly, all that is in heaven contributes to what makes heaven heaven and to what makes it perfect. But also, what makes heaven heaven is all the things that are not there. So I just want us to think about a few things tonight of things that are not in heaven. Chapter 21, verse 4 says, There shall be no more death. Here on earth we begin our journey towards death from the first breath we take, but not in heaven. Here there are diseases and viruses and bacteria and all manner of attacks that can plague our bodies and lead to death, but not in heaven. Here on earth, each breath we take could be our last, but not in heaven. Here on earth, our life is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away, but not in heaven. Here we have days where we must say goodbye, but not in heaven. Here on earth, we bury loved ones, but not in heaven. Here we have to find ways to comfort those who have lost loved ones, but not in heaven. Here we can be quickly separated from those who mean the most to us, but not in heaven. Here we sometimes have to learn to live without people that we care so very deeply about, but not in heaven. In heaven, death will be swallowed up in victory. It talks about in 1 Corinthians 15, the last enemy, the last enemy, that shall be destroyed is death. So here's the thing. Death can't stand before the man who holds the keys. And he that liveth and was dead and now is alive forevermore holds the keys to death and hell. And one day he's going to take those keys and throw them away. And there's going to be no more death. In heaven we'll finally understand what it means to live and we'll live eternally. Also, there will be no more sorrow. You know, death is not the only cause of sorrow in this life. There are many afflictions that we meet in this life. Even when Jesus walked on the, on the earth, it says he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. But there will be no disappointments in heaven. There will be no loss in heaven. There will be no misfortune in heaven. There will be no confusion in heaven. David, uh, I think it's David, asked at one point, how, how long shall I take counsel of my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? That question won't be asked in heaven. Here on earth we have troubles that to us seem so heavy, but in heaven no one will be sad. Moms and dads will be singing, heaven's praise will be ringing for the dearest friend I ever had. Have you ever had a really good day where there was just no sorrow? That's going to be every day in heaven. There will be no more crying. I don't like crying. I don't like doing it myself. I don't like watching other people do it because then I do it myself. So that's why I'm not looking up and that's why I've taken my glasses off. You are all a blur to me. 
Sorrow is an inward grief, right? Crying is a communication of that grief. When we can no longer hold back the floods of anguish, it overflows in tears. I can remember times when I've cried uncontrollably. I've heard people say before they've cried to the point where even though they are still crying, there's no more tears coming. But there will be no more crying in heaven. Here on earth, tears are a language that God understands, and God sees your tears. David talks about asking God to hold his tears in his bottle. But in heaven, God shall wipe away all tears from our eyes. God will wipe away all tears from our eyes. There's going to be no reason to cry in heaven. Sorry, ladies, you can't give testimonies in heaven because otherwise that couldn't be true, that there is no crying in heaven. Ladies will do this no longer. There will be no reason to cry in heaven. There shall be no more pain. So many of you live your lives in pain. Pain cripples people. It brings fear. It brings dread. Pain, what is pain? Pain is our body telling us something's wrong. Nothing's going to be wrong in heaven. So there is no pain. And there's not just physical pain that we deal with. There's emotional pain. Many carry emotional pain. Pain from past hurt, pain from present trouble. There are times, can you talk about times where you were so emotionally distressed that it did bring physical pain? There's no more pain in heaven. In verse 22 of chapter 21, John says something, I saw no temple therein. On earth, what was the temple? The temple was the specific place, right? That was the specific place where God's presence could be found. That was the specific place where God could be with man. That was the specific place where man could be with God and where man could serve God and worship God and have atonement with God. That is what the temple was. But in the New Jerusalem, he says, I saw no specific place building there. Here's what I saw. Look in verse 22. I saw no temple there for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. I didn't see a structure reared expressly for the worship of God. There was no particular place where God is adored. There was no holy of holies hidden behind a veil because everything is holy. In every inch of the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem, in every inch of it, God will be found. In every inch of it, God will be worshipped. In every inch of it, God will be served, and he will be greatly adored. Chapter 22, verse 3. Why, why can we say all of this? Why can we say there's going to be no more death? Why can we say there's going to be no more sorrow or crying or pain? No specific place. It's going to be everywhere where we can see the Lord and worship the Lord and walk and talk with him. Why? Because in chapter 22, verse 3, there shall be no more curse. Everything that man lost in the garden in Genesis 3, God restores in Revelation 21 and 22. Listen to Genesis 3, verse 16 here. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy, do you know the next word? Sorrow. And thy conception. 
In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. But in heaven there will be no more sin. There will be no more curse. Here on earth I get so frustrated with sin. I asked you earlier, have you ever had a really good day? A lot of times I ruin good days, or other people ruin my good days because of sin. Paul says in Romans, Romans 8, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the, the redemption of our body. Because our, our spirit has been quickened, our soul has a place in the Lamb's book of life, but our body is still dealing with this. And that which I do, I allow not. What I would, I don't do that. And that which I hate, that's what I do. <laughs> o wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Here on earth, sin is everywhere, but not in heaven. Not in heaven. Chapter 21, 27 says, There shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life, are you written in the Lamb's book of life? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? And I love this one. My last one. Chapter 22, verse 5. There shall be no more night there. When night comes, when you see the darkness come, your body starts getting tired. Physically, when night comes, you get tired. That's why when November comes and daylight savings time, the bad one happens. Your body is saying, no, no, I'm not tired yet. Have you ever gone through something here on earth and you just all you can say is, I'm just, I'm just tired? Well, there's no more night there. Another thing I, I think about, even good days here on earth, they have to come to an end. When you have those good days, night's coming. You got to go to bed, kids. You got to brush your teeth. And you have to go to bed. The day has to end. But in heaven, there's nothing like that. It's an endless day. So much to do and forever to do it. You want to talk with Jesus? Talk with Jesus. You want to walk with Timothy? Walk with Timothy. You want to eat with Ezekiel? Eat with Ezekiel. Hopefully his, his yes, his menu has changed from what he ate on the earth. <laughs> you know your Bible, I like it. If you want to sing with David, sing with David. You want to laugh with Peter? can laugh with Peter. He had a sense of humor. If you want to sit with John the Beloved or with Grandma and Grandpa 
or with Charles Spurgeon or D.L. Moody or Billy Sunday. If you want to serve the king of kings alongside Isaiah or Moses or Esther or Ruth or Martha or Mary Magdalene or Priscilla and Aquila, you can do that. And when we've been there 10,000 years, we've no less days than when we first begun. What a day that will be. So I say, even so come Lord Jesus. But until then, we have a job to do. We have a job to do. And how we live down here is very much going to correlate to how we spend eternity. I want to be able, I want to be able to say, I want to be able to hear the Lord say, well done. Why is God going to have to wipe tears away from our eyes? Tears of joy? Probably not. Probably when we first see him, we're going to say, Lord, I did it wrong. I didn't love the way that I should. I didn't hold my family the way that I should. I didn't live for you the way that I should. I was so caught up with stuff that doesn't matter. I was so distracted by things that don't matter. And I'm so sorry. But God will wipe all tears away from our eyes and say, no, no, no. That's not what this place is about. We don't do that here. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Christian, we only have one life. And it will soon be passed. And only once done for Christ will last. I am so thankful for heaven. We will see Brother Love Day again. We'll see our Lord someday. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.